Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Massive show in store for you tonight. LSU versus Texas A&M preview. We touch on what we expect, what we think, what we want to see for LSU against the Texas A&M Aggies. So we'll probably spend a lot of time on that. Matt Trent from WBRZ is going to be our guest. He'll be joining us at 730. He joins us every week to talk LSU baseball and more LSU stuff and just really sports in general. Uh, And we can talk some uh, NCAA tournament with Matt uh, as well. Uh, What's going on in Alabama? If you missed it today, one of their top 150 um, what do you want to call it? I guess enrollee now because he's an enrollee, um, gotten a little bit of trouble, <laughs> gotten a little bit of trouble today, gotten just a small, small amount as Antonio, Tony Mitchell, former or four-star Alabama enrollee was arrested today on possession of marijuana with intent to distribute other a uh, person inside the vehicle was arrested for possession of marijuana with intent to deliver and concealed firearm with a permit. So, um, had a lot of money, had a lot of cash. Uh, what's going on with Nikki? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. But I do think there is something, uh, not so much you could blame on Georgia and Kirby Smart. I think that this is a different scenario. We'll talk about it. After we uh, have Matt Trent uh, on the show. As we do every Tuesday and Thursday, y'all know what it is. It is hashtag AskBlake thoughts, questions, concerns. Fire them inside the Rude Crew chat, and we'll get to as many of them as we can. Doug No says, wrong place, wrong time. It's the Bama way. That's true. Very true. Um, Ryan Gidry says, a little cigaweed. <laughs> you can't just get a, have a little cigaweed. Can't be just a little pregnant. Uh, Jacob Wiggum says, let's go. Timmy Martin says, everyone hit that like and share. He's not wrong, y'all. He is not wrong. Timmy Martin is not wrong. Hit the like and share. Roderick Dugas says, what Bama did now that they are getting away with. They're going to get away with it. What Bama did now, they're going to get away with it. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's going to get away with this one. I mean, but, you know, like you said, I mean, if it was in Alabama, yeah, probably. Since it is in Florida, I don't know. Being in another state, that's not good, and especially a state that doesn't like you. 
Jordan Haydad said, FYI, you as an independent had double the viewers opposite of ESPN 104.5 Scone and T last night. Yeah. It's what happens when they try to go at seven. But I like my dude, T-Bob. T-Bob's a good dude. Roger Dugas says, bro, had them packs, huh? Oh, yeah, he had them mega packs. Uh, Chris H. on YouTube says, did he, they report also uh, that he had scales in the car? They did not. They did not, but he did. He did have scales in the car. Uh, Jeff says, Saban plays dodgeball better than anyone. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And here's where he, I think Saban will lose uh, his team. And what we'll talk about tonight, um, how are you going to suspend or cut Tony Mitchell for what he was doing? And I don't think that he's going to do that when we don't know any of Pete Golden's punishment. Pete Golden never saw, you know, um, Pete Golden was never suspended for a game. Now, did Saban tell, you know... Did Saban maybe tell him some things? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he kind of left on his own accord. So, I don't know. He's losing coordinators. He, the, Alabama seems to think that they, they're firing him. They didn't fire anybody. Um, they go and get Tommy Reese. <sighs> Kevin Steele is their OC, uh, D.C. What is really going on in Alabama? I, that, I, that I don't know. We'll talk about that, though. But we're not going to spend, uh, you know, all of our show on that. I don't want to talk Bama. Um, Ryan on YouTube says, guess they don't know hash about hashtag Gramco in Bama. Well, they should. They definitely know about it in Florida because that's where they're from. Jordan Haydad says, no suspension for Trey Rice after the Tennessee game. What did I miss? Zach, do you know about this? This Trey Rice incident? What did I miss? I, I definitely missed something. I definitely missed something. Uh, but Ziegler's out for Tennessee tonight as they play Lafayette or Louis. Let me just tell you something. Zach, listen, we can clip this or whatever, okay? Um, I'm not calling them Louisiana. Right? Like, I'm not going to call them Louisiana. So, I, you're not the flagship school. So, I'm not calling you Louisiana. You're Louisiana, ULL. So, yeah. Uh, Penn said he hit the woman on the field. God, what did I miss, man? I, I, I didn't. I mean, I knew he beat up the girl in the elevator. Damn, I didn't I didn't see that, man. I, I I guess I was out of the loop on that one. Uh Jeff Fudge says, hashtag Ask Blake, don't much don't I, I'm assuming don't know much about the Aggies. We'll talk about that tonight. Who's their ace and uh that will face tomorrow night at Bluebell? Zach, you wanna do you know anything about their ace? I mean, I know a little something, something. Um, because I got my notes here. My hand to dan the notes. <laughs> Zach, you better start doing notes before your show instead of just going out there and winging it. I try to tell Zach, look, listen to a professional. Listen to a professional. And and and, and, and what's true? What's true? What's true? You know? Zach never listens. 
Oh, Mr. Blake. Oh, Mr. Blake. I don't need to do notes. Okay. Okay. Bam! God damn! Look at pressure in the super chat. Black Ice 4040 sends a $50 super chat. Thank you, old pressure. I have to, we'll have to go out to lunch. Lunch on me. Sending the uh, $50 super chat. Said big old pressure pack. Appreciate that, my man. Uh, Trey Burton hit the woman after the game, not Rice. Okay. Uh, Zach said pressure proving to all of us what we already know. But he denies. Yeah, I went to lunch with a man showed up in a brand new, uh, brand spanking new uh, uh, Porsche convertible. You know what? You know what the back of his license plate said, Zach? Ice. Said ice. Came in there with a $45,000 watch on too. Pressure got the mega stacks, mega racks. Private school. <laughs> Private school pressure. That's true. Uh, Brandon Reese says, Hashtag Ask Blake, did you see who they're going to pair HSC baseball with OU Texas join the conference? I saw a little bit of something. Zach, wasn't it uh, Wasn't it Ole Miss for us? Wasn't it both Mississippi, Mississippi schools? Or was it A&M? I did see it, but they didn't finalize that one. I don't really care, really. I don't really, I don't really care that one. Timmy Martin says, hashtag ask Blake, what about a tailgate for the April 1st Saturday game versus against UT? So I guess I'll announce this here tonight. Uh, Timmy, I will not be at the Saturday game. I will be at the Friday game. And I had a buddy text me today asking me to go to the Thursday game. So I won't, I don't know if I'm going to the Thursday game yet, but Friday night in Alex Box, we will be there. So if you're going to be there, We'll be out there, uh, probably tailgating. Come on out, come on over, get a pick. Come say hello. Come say hello. You know, it's what it is. We'll probably go to walk-ons or something. Then walk on over. So come hang out with us. Come hang out with us. Roderick Dugas says, pressure, bro, rub hands. Let me hold something. Man, gonna be everybody gonna be asking for money. Uh pressure says, man, chill out, Blake. <laughs> I, I ain't no liar. Chance Babin says, I'm more excited for baseball than LSU women's basketball. What'd I tell you, Zach? <laughs> I chance, not I, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but I, I literally told Zach, I was like, man, uh, there's more anticipation right now at the current moment um, from from most fans, not us, um, but from most fans that they're more excited about LSU baseball than women's basketball, uh, but it should be a good weekend. And you got March Madness, man. Oh, we will talk about that today, too. I forgot to mention that, or maybe I did. Uh, but nevertheless, obviously, obviously, uh, Furman pulling the massive upset and then Princeton taking down Arizona. What did I say? That, uh, what, what did your boys tell you? Nothing. <laughs> I told you never trust Arizona, though. I never trust Arizona. I, I did not have them losing to, losing to Princeton, though. I had them losing uh, on Saturday. I had them losing on Saturday. 
Jeff says, man, can we get a game day for college baseball? That'd be cool on a Saturday. Yeah, that'd be cool. But, we, yeah, we'll be there Friday for the UT game. We'll be there Friday. Princeton good, too, though, Blake, um, says Roger Duga. Are they? I mean, they just beat Arizona, number two team in the country. I guess so. I guess so. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. Share to all of your social media pages. If you're listening to us on Facebook, like, subscribe. No, or not subscribe. Like and share. Share to your own social media groups. Share to your own social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, there you like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Share to Twitter. Share to Facebook. Share everywhere. Tag us in it. Uh, we appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us, we're on XM Radio, TuneIn app, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. We appreciate you doing that. All right, Zach, take us to a break. We'll back in just a moment. LSU Baseball Preview, March Madness, Matt Trent. One, two, three. We'll talk about it next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag with over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno & Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back. But Texas isn't. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. All right, so we will be monitoring some scores. Zach, if you want to, you can put the scores in side the chat i know duke is up right now Furman uh pulled an upset today there was uh, princeton had an upset i will admit this the best game so far outside of Furman and arizona was easily that missouri game got man don't sleep on this sec basketball run arkansas won today missouri won today what's wrong buddy your mom's calling you go see her Daddy's, Daddy's doing his show. Daddy's live. What's wrong? Marcy Batman. All right, what happened? Marcy Batman. Mama be bad to you? Yeah. What did she do? She don't listen to me. She doesn't listen to you? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you listen to her? 
No. Did you do something you weren't supposed to? Yeah. Yeah, what did you do? She took a yeah, she took a switch. <laughs> you dry snitching tonight, huh? Yeah, huh, huh. All right, well listen. Daddy wants you to do me a favor, okay? Yeah. Go in there and say, Mommy, I'm sorry for what I did. I love you and can I have a hug? Okay? Yeah. Go over there and say, Mommy, I'm sorry. I love you and can I have a hug? Okay? Yeah. Give her a big old smooch like this. <laughs> All right, go tell your mommy sorry and you love her. That's what having kids is all about, man. So it's having kids is all about. Uh, Brandon Reese says Auburn being Iowa 42 to 36. I love it. Uh, Black Eye says, right, Adam, I've been on, I've been more on YouTube lately. Need to be. Need to be. Been all up in here dry snitching though. It's all right. It's all right. He's in that age. All right. So let's get this thing rolling y'all. But Zach, you can put all the scores up on. So every score, uh, through this March Madness tournament, we can keep them up in here. All right. So LSU takes on Texas A&M. This weekend, um, in their first SEC series, listen, I'm going to say this and it's going to come off wrong and I'm going to get some backlash on it. I know that, you know, some people in the audio podcast, which by the way, please do me a favor. If you haven't done so already, if go to Spotify and Apple podcasts and rate and review for us, please, because we have some Rudy Poos in there who got bagged because I said something last night and then they gave us like a two-star rating. So we went from almost a hundred, you know, just everybody giving us four and five stars to some Rudy Poos giving us some two and one stars. I think it's one of our rivals. I don't know who it is, but if you could do your boy a favor and just go over there and rate and review. Zach, can you pull out your phone and do that? Go to AYS Sports on YouTube and, and review for your boy because these Rudy Poos, I know, though, that this take is not going to is not going to go over well. Go over well, okay. I really want LSU baseball to start off a little bit hot tomorrow. So, Texas A&M took two out of three from you last year, and you had to come all the way back in Game Three for you to at least not get swept in that series. Texas A&M is the reigning, defending SEC West champion. Go out there and take their souls. I will just tell you, I, I, I'm i not going to say it's a revenge tour necessarily, but I just want you to go out there and start off hot. I, I, I want them to try to work out of this and get out of this and be out of this uh, a funk that they get within the first three to four innings against a better opponent. But once they turn it on, they turn it on. Blake, what does it really matter? Well, if you don't know, if you don't know, Zach, I don't care if we 4.9. I want to be 5.0. Go in there and subscribe. Go up there and subscribe. You, you try to get better once better every day, Zach. Don't bring me down. Delete that comment. Delete it. All right, well, I'll delete it. Well, I can't delete it. It won't let me do it. 
Anyway, I just want LSU baseball to find a way to kind of start off hot, man. Like, let it be known that what happened last year was a fluke. Like, it's a fluke. Now, is LSU probably going to lose a baseball series in the SEC this year? Oh, yeah, they're going to lose one. The possibility of them winning every SEC baseball weekend is not likely. Okay? But if you look as an example, you're going to have to start off hot in games and be ready to go when the first pitch is thrown because look at what Vandy in Florida is doing right now. As SEC play is underway right now as we speak. I don't, for whatever reason, and I'm going to be called a nega tiger on this, I, I still want to see how all these strikeouts are going to mount up when you start hitting SEC play. So when I look at this, I want to see you come out and start off hot. Now, when LSU, the two times that LSU had a loss, the one loss to Iowa, and then a close game to Texas, if you remember, immediately they responded by coming out extremely hot after coming off their worst games. Last night was not, this past week was not any one of those. You're coming off seven, what should be seven, 10 run games. So you had been technically hot. But I think that you know what I mean, right? Because when I sit here and I look at the stats and I look at what LSU baseball did over the last couple of weeks, okay, well, you got into the fifth inning and you were only up a run against UNO. And that's baseball, and I get it. But I just want to, if there's anything negative that I will say, That I will say, I just want to see them start off hot. Now, the questions that I have, I think here are the biggest questions for me this upcoming weekend. What does Paul Skeens look like in SEC play? I think that that's fair. Zach, do you think that that's fair? Because the best opponent that Paul Skeens has faced in, a, in an LSU uniform was Iowa, and he looked fantastic. Now, anyone, he, he didn't look so great, right? I mean, he kind of he kind of looked human. What does he look like against Texas A&M, a team that he really considered going to when he was being recruited out of the portal? What are you able to do probably, I would say, from six to nine in the lineup? Are you going to be able to continue to hit? Because that's been one of LSU's bugaboos for a long time. I, I hear some things. I, I still think Brady Neal is going to start. But I will, I, I will tell you, I, I will tell you, there are some thoughts from some people. Oh, no, he played K-State. That's right. He played K-State. What did I say? Iowa? Zach? I don't remember. But he didn't look great to start off. You remember that? They gave up two runs in the fir uh, first. And then he shut him down. He came out and he looked fantastic. Holden said there. <laughs> you get what I mean. You get what I mean. But good catch. Thank you. I want to see what the lineup six through nine looks like, right? Like, I want to see what you're able to do that. Do, does Alex Malazzo maybe get a little bit more playing time than we anticipated? I was surprised, Zach. I, I will admit this. I was surprised that Cade Beloso didn't get more action over the last couple of games. Now, he, he you know, he, the last game that he had played in, before, you know, we had seen him, you know, he had had one of those stretches where one of those games where he didn't look so hot. But then you have a scenario, too, where, I mean, 
what am I talking about to some extent? And like when I'm writing this, so like when I'm writing this down in my notes today, I'm like, what? I mean, like this is very difficult for me to even write this down because I'm like, well, Jerry Jones only had six at bat or 10 at bats, six were hits and, and, and four of them were home runs, right? So there are questions that I have. Do we see some more guys if some guys struggle early uh, because um, there are some, I don't want to say lingering effects from all these strikeouts, but we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we do have some breaking news here. Florida has finalized a contract extension with defensive backs coach and assistant head coach Corey Raymond through January of 2025. Um, so there you go. That's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. That is some breaking news that we have here. Floyd Davis says, Vandy 5, Ole Miss 2, going into the fifth. Uh, what's that Florida score? The Florida, Florida and Alabama were playing, and that was 0-0 through 6, as the uh, Sprout or Strout kid had like six strike, strikeouts uh, through five innings. So we'll see. We'll see. Zach says, a hot take, but put Trey back in left field. I disagree with that. And Jones at first base, I also disagree with that. Beloso at DH, I also disagree with that, and vice versa. <laughs> All right, I, you know why I disagree with you? Because you said something earlier. Oh, you got 4.9, Mr. Blake. We want a 5-0. I, I, I wouldn't put him back in left, Zach. I would not put Trey back in left. If Tommy wants to play third, you know, so here's an interesting, something interesting that, that when I found out uh, about a week ago, if you've noticed... Over the last, let's just say, 10 days, 10 to 14 days, Tommy Tanks has really kind of turned it on a little bit. Well, you know why that is, huh? He's been able to field a little bit more. He's getting a little bit healthier. And I think that Tommy's one of those guys that needs to play in the field and be at bat to really feel like he's in the game, like engage into the game. You know, they put Tommy Tanks at first the other night, too, when they took Trey Morgan out, getting him some more reps. I just don't know... I just don't know because, you know, like, then who do you put at third? I mean, Beloso is hitting better than Joe Bear. Well, the problem, though, with that, Zach, is that when Joe Bear gets hot, when Joe Bear gets hot, it, I mean, he can hit 18 home runs. I'm not going to – I wouldn't pull him completely just yet. Um, I just wouldn't pull him completely. Uh, Ryan in the chat, big cojones. Kelly says he's a rhythm player, and, and I, that's what I think Tanks is. Um, so since he's gotten back, since he's been healthy, I just don't, I wouldn't do that. Texas A&M on the other hand, though, look, they, they, they have, ha they've come off at the start of the season, a little bit slow, a little bit sluggish. Now they've gotten 11 games, but they've had some really tough losses, right? Like they lost a weekend series and then Lamar beat the, beat the breaks off of them in, 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 in the fall. And then they came and played them and beat them in the regular season. They haven't looked as sharp, but if there's one thing that we know, it's two things. Their head coach, Jim Sloshnagel, is one of the best head coaches in college baseball. You cannot underestimate what Texas, what and who Texas A&M is. Number two, they do have dudes now. They're just not really hitting on all cylinders. So as much as I might not like A&M from an LSU fan perspective, I can respect that they still have a pretty good team. Now, I know a lot of people are going into this weekend hoping for a sweep. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. I mean, guys... This is the SEC play. Sweeps don't happen very often, right? I mean, they happen some. 
But when you do face good teams, you don't sweep all the time. So now that here, now I'm not saying that they can't do it. They're well more than capable of sweeping AM, but AM is very streaky. There have been games where the pitching's been on and the bats have been off. There's been games where the bats have been on and the pitching's been off. They just haven't really played a full, complete game yet. If they hit that stride where they're doing that, then what? Right? Like, then what? Because when I look at their schedule, and I exited out of it uh, when Ben came out of here on accident. Hold on. Let me pull this back up. Actually, Zach, I mean, if you can find it, you can too. It's all good. Let me pull this up. Hold on, guys. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Here we go. So, I mean, like, look at their look at their season. Okay, so they played Lamar. They went four and seven, or they lost seven to four to Lamar. Then they played Portland. They lost three to ten, and then they lost to Portland again, one to four. But they kind of hit a stride a little bit. They played HCU one twenty three to nothing in seven innings. But then they play in this, that Shriners Classic. This is what I'm saying, man. Louisville, they go out there and they absolutely get beat down by the number 14 team in the country. And then they obviously beat a, a very down Rice team. And then Texas Tech, okay, that game went longer than God in God's history. I mean, that game went 16 innings. So I, I, I guess my point is, is that Texas A&M, has struggled throughout some of this process, but also has had some success. You're not playing a, an absolutely scrub team. Again, if they can get things rolling and be consistent on both at the plate and on the mound, they can be pretty decent. They're going through some pitching rotation stuff too. So let's see. Uh, Zach, you can't continue to fire in some of those scores uh, inside of March Madness, but Furman... I mean, that was a deep three, two. A deep three, two. Arizona goes down to Princeton. I think Harvard's got to move over. I don't think Harvard's the premier Ivy, Ivy League school anymore. I, I just don't. You know, and I wonder if Matt Trent, our guest, our, the guy that will be joining us every week for baseball, does he have a Harvard, some some Princeton and Harvard gear? Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But you know what? Fire inside the chat right now. If if most of you know that me and Matt's gets guess I mean, he comes on with a different team's colors and, and uniform, or not uniform, a gear on, a tire on. Put inside the chat right now. What school do you think that Matt Trent is repping? Zach, you can't do it. You can't cheat. Producers can't cheat. I see you over there typing. Mr. Matt is wearing Texas gear. And I, I will I just will say, I just will say, his love for AM is uncanny. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. We're back with Matt Trent from WBRZ Sports next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. 
Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. We're back. Jumpman, 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 jumpman. Yeah, it was kind of a it was kind of a game time decision because I was thinking, how can I piss AM fans off the most? So what I really wanted to do is come out here with the Texas, you know, long sleeve on. But then I was like, no, LSU's already beaten Texas this year. <laughs> So that wouldn't make sense. Um, and then I was like, well, if I go Oklahoma, I can piss off Texas fans. And if I piss off Texas fans, I can piss off AM fans. It was like this whole transitive property thing that I just kind of got in my head about. So I was just like, screw it. I'll just go with Oklahoma for tonight. So, Matt, how many teams attire do you think? that you have uh as ryan says look looky like lincoln riley man <laughs> if i had lincoln riley's bank account i'd be fine with that yeah that's true if i had his wife i'd be fine with that too anyway any anyway 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 how many teams attire do you think that you have in your closet so how many division one teams are there 356 or something like that in the country? I would say, but yeah. like, so, because here's the thing is like, I have a, I have my kind of restrictions for my collection of college gear is it's gotta be the brand that is the school's brand. It has to be like team issued. So I can't, you know, I can't go to Walmart and get like an LSU shirt. Cause obviously Russell athletic is not the, Sponsor you know, pretty, of right, right, right. This is not you know 1995 Georgia Tech. <laughs> um, do you remember that? They still there's Matt. You do know that the only way that they got rid of Russell, you know that the only reason because Russell filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it, it was like I, I thought it was like such a, a a metaphor back in the day with those tearaway jerseys. Do you remember those? Yeah, I remember those. I remember. <laughs> Do you, do you remember when Calvin Johnson was at Georgia Tech and the uh, the Russell jerseys were so bad? Do you remember when we were growing up, Matt? The jerseys still had the, like, holes, like, in the midsection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember when Calvin Johnson had, like, four straight games where his jersey ripped off at the midwaist? Oh, yeah. And, like... I don't know if it w if that's how they were intended to be, like breakaway jerseys. You know, you just pull them one time and rip. But props to Russell Athletic because they rode that PR move to the wheels. Fell off. <laughs> like, oh, we're just ahead of the game. You know, we're making these breakaway jerseys for football players, so you know it reduces injuries. It's it, and it's like 
Yeah, but it's also really expensive, and it's also really stupid, too. Right. So, how many do you think that you have? I, 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 Would you say probably, you have over 150? I was get, No, I was going to say I probably have close to 100, around 100. Do you have LSU? Yeah, of course. Come on. I mean, well, you always rag on me for wearing uh, Columbia shirts. Yeah, but I don't sleep in it like you do. Oh, yeah, I don't sleep in it like you do. Neither does Miles Brennan, but you don't see me whining about it. But anyway, by the way, h- happy anniversary to the most epic quote on WBRZ Sports. Um, Matt, so listen, obviously this weekend we're getting into SEC play. We're going up against the Aggies. Now, the last time you came on this show and you said something negative about the Aggies, this is what you said in that quote. Blake, do you remember that movie called The Dark Knight? When I stuck my, when he stuck his head out the police car and he was just going crazy. That's what I'm going to do when I go into Texas A&M this weekend. Well, Matt, only thing that would happen is, is that the Tigers would lose. So I'm going to need you to refrain from making fun of them again. Oh, and by the way, do you remember the bad comments I was getting in my DMs about, uh, you know, like uh, pepperoni sized nipples and stuff like that? That's the video that it came from. So tonight I'm going to ask you to comment a little bit down, sir. That was so funny to me because after that game, I had media members that are currently in College Station uh-huh. that I knew that I... They were quote-tweeting it. They were quote-tweeting it. I considered like friends, and like it didn't, it didn't upset me, but to see just the visceral reaction to oh, that... Oh, man, they were so they, mad. Like, they're the most sensitive fan base in the world like in the world because it was like it was fun and they know that the yell leaders are jokes like anyone that dresses like may uh painters and thinks that they're like you know masculine and, and the, like that's just not there's nothing masculine there's nothing cool about that and they know it but they defend stuff like that to the death well and it didn't help death. It didn't help that you were wearing a TCU hat too. That's true. That's true. Which you know, but it, but again, it was funny. So this talking about baseball, this year after Portland, you know, the premier baseball powerhouse in the country, the Portland Pilots, uh, I think that's their mascot, um, went in and took two out of three, that's and right. would have had a sweep if not for a late inning surge by A and M. Well, not just a surge, Matt. They had a three-run home run and then a grand slam to walk it off, if you remember. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, in Bluebell Park, in College Station, on the campus of Texas A&M, like, they had to fight off. Think about this. When you read a headline that says Texas A&M has to fight off sweep from Portland, you know the season is already going in the pooper. And, like, I watched this stuff. And I was like, that's not great. So after the game, apparently, someone posted on Twitter, Schlossnagel was apparently pissed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Re- it was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. You know, I, I, I got fans yelling at coaches and players, you know, in the dugout. I, I don't know what kind of place this is, but that's not, that's just unacceptable. That's just unprofessional. And I went, Slosh. When you were at TCU, you were playing at A&M, not just every year midweek. You were there for a Super Regional every other year from, like, what, 2015 to 2017? Bro, come on. Come on. 
Like, that's what I love. I don't know what kind of place this is. If you need an indoctrination on what A&M is, I will gladly DM you my cell phone number. <laughs> gladly DM you, and I will give you an up-to-date report on what that place is like. So let me just ask you this question. There are over th- 300 Division One programs in the country. Do you dislike Texas A&M the most? Probably. <laughs> but but see that's but see that's the thing, Blake. It's like I don't I don't dislike it. Like okay, there's there's so many different forms of dislike. LSU fans hate Alabama because they're good and because they beat them all the time. Like that's that's fair. That's fair. Okay. I don't like AM is because they think that they're so relevant and they take themselves too seriously when when in actuality, pretty much in every sport, they're just a run of the mill SEC team. I asked somebody the other yeah, day. Yeah, I, I mean, Matt, they so here's what's the craziest thing to me. Of all the coaches at AM, of all the coaches, the only coach of the big three or big four, I'll throw in women's basketball because, you know, they're turning a profit, I guess. Buzz Williams is the first one to play for a conference championship. Sick. Like, but, but, I, but, but, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, though. Like, that that's bad, bud. Like, that... That's bad. That's that. That's like saying you hire Brian Kelly, Jay Johnson, and Kim Mulkey, and Matt McMahon is the first one to get to a conference championship final. Because if you remember hiring Jimbo, you hired a national championship winning coach. Now, I mean, it's not I, like he was a scrub. I, text, I texted one of my Aggie buddies, who's actually the PA guy uh, for a And M baseball, and I said, "Hey, I gotta because this is like." end of this year, end of the football season, and dudes are jumping ship from a and I mean, they could not leave College Station quick enough. I said, uh, hey, I got a, I got a real question for you, like a serious A&M football question. Just set him up perfectly. He's like, yeah, 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 what's going on? And I go, um, when A&M sets a record for most guys from a number one recruiting class in the portal, do you guys hang a banner inside Kyle Field, or are you going to print commemorative cups? What What are you guys going to do for that to commemorate a, yet another record? I just I just want to know. Is it a Is it a banner or is it cups? Just give me Just give me your thoughts, Matt. I'm they not, changed not- the door code at A and M. To seventy four seventy two after they beat LSU. That's that like that just goes to show you like how little of human beings they are. Dude, they they pumped their chest out so hard after that last game this year. Their fifth win of the year. Oh, dude, like, they were they were super shocked. Now dude, now look, I'll give them this. I will give them this. You're gonna absolutely hate me saying this. Matt, they were number one. Speaking of football, very, very, very quickly, they were number one in the country in pass pass defense efficiency rate, and they returned everybody besides Denver Harris. Now, it got better. It got better once Denver Harris left, okay? I might add. Not only were they the number one pass defense in the country in an efficiency rate, 
they were double than everybody else. Like, so the next one was Alabama. As an example, they were 72% efficiency rate. I'm just throwing that out there, man. I, they got athletes. They have Five. athletes. Five wins. I, I'm with you. I, I'm Five. with you. I'm just going to tell you this. Mark my words on March the 16th. They're going to beat somebody they shouldn't. Again. They're going to beat somebody. Now, are they going to go eight and four? Cute. Sounds good. But they got some dudes over there now. All right. Let me ask you this. Let's get into baseball very quickly. All right. What you got? What you got? What you got? I'm just, yeah, I'm just. I, I Matt, just know that Matt, they got they got four dudes on their defensive line that might be top twenty five picks. That scares the bejesus out of me now. Now Jimbo's out of that equation on that side, but when you have four guys that might be top twenty five picks, I, I mean we we see this in sports now. Okay, like Alabama as an example with the running back core that they had in, under Saban in the mid two thousand tens. Okay, when you have Derrick Henry, Kamara, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, look at what that looked like. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. When you have multiple first-round picks in one position group, that you start getting the lead on some things. Is LSU's offensive line ready? Is anybody's offensive line ready for that? If you got that many dudes in a top 25 pick rate, that's all I'm saying. How many uh, SEC championships have they won? None, but i'm not claiming that they're gonna win any though matt i'm not claiming does it make does it make you feel better that you're defending lsu more than me how how many sec championship games have they played in none but they's all they've also never had four possibly top 25 overall picks on the defensive line either when was their last national championship uh 1908 right 39 you know what that was, obviously, too? Start of World War II. So, look, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care. They can have, like, they can have a full, a, a, an 11 on offense and 11 on defense of Jesus Christ. Like, they could have Jesus Christ on both sides of the ball, and I'd still pick LSU over and Are you LA trying to tell me that Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Now, let's go. Yeah, that. I'm <laughs> telling you. Because if Jesus Christ puts on an A&M jersey, gonna have to going to have to look really hard on how I bet that game. <laughs> oh, buddy. Twitter's going to be pissed now. I asked you not to do it, but you best damn well believe I'm about to clip that one. All right, Matt Sheriff for WBRZ as our guest. What do you look at in this series, Matt? What is is there anything that, in all seriousness, is there anything that you, you like when you see this? My thing is, Matt, the, we, talked about the, we talk about this every week, and you keep telling me to settle down. The, the, their amounting, the, their amount of strikeouts that they have on this team feels alarming. I'm not saying it is alarming. It feels alarming. Am, You're am, about LSU. Yeah, LSU. LSU at the plate. Am uh, I am I wrong there for being worried? Because Matt, again, like when I when I'm charting the game and I'm like, God dang it, you got eight strikeouts tonight against a Rudy Poo opponent. Yeah, and, and I think I, if, if I'm not mistaken, if you look. Like the 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 in the top five, I think it's Brady Neal and Jared Jones, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Right. That is correct. So you've got like you've got like a bunch of freshmen in there, which you're. I mean, look at Jared Jones. I mean, he went for 
a week where he was hitting everything out of the ballpark, and then he went for a week where he looked like Ray Charles at a pinata party. So it's like, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying that that's what happens. Especially what is when, wrong with what's wrong with you? <laughs> that's that's what happens when you know you've got a freshman that just, really. And especially like Jay Johnson said, that's going to happen because when we have a lineup that is more power focused, you're going to get more strikeouts. And when we have a lineup that is more uh, station to station, base hits, plate discipline, you're going to sacrifice power. That's how it is. But I mean, the kid, the kid that came back and, you know, after that quote unquote slump, um, hit balls off, you know, off his face in the scoreboard. So I don't, I don't, <clears throat> with freshmen like that, I'm, that bothers me absolutely none. Now, I will say with AM on the mound, which, like you said before I came on here, they are still trying to figure it out a little bit. I think right. the depth kid, who I think is going to go Friday for them, right? He he's like a physical dude, can you know pump it up there. I think he's like six four, two twenty five, two. I mean, he's a big just and he strong. and he throw and Matt. What's so wild about him? Either he is locked in and he is on. Or you're going to be able to go out there and absolutely rock him. He's not. There's no in between with him so far this season. Yeah, and I, and I think like I think is, um, and I don't know like how they're going to arrange the, um, you know, the weekend rotation. But I was just looking at it, just perusing before I came on here, and like the guys that have the most starts, it's really, you know, in descending order, innings pitched and walks. Like as you go down, the walks go up. That's right. The, pitched goes right. down me is like that's not great either so for lsu it's just going to be doing exactly what they do all the time is take patient at bats work the count get the pitcher deep into its pitch count but it is like in terms of that lineup i mean they got primarily everyone back from that lineup last year that went to omaha right and and that's the thing with me matt is like like they because if you remember we thought this time last year okay Hey man, A and M struggling out the gate. You know, here comes LSU. We got them in the first weekend. And Matt, they took two out of three in Baton Rouge. Okay, yeah. it, 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 I, I, now LSU's not the same. Okay, clearly they're not the same from last year to this year. But A and M, their storyline, Matt, has a lot of the same storylines. Okay, yeah. that they had a year ago. So I, I just want to be cautious of that. Um. We have a question inside the chat from Jeff. Jeff at wants to ask you, you keep Trey Morgan at first or are you putting him back in left field? Why would you why would you put him in left field? I, I don't I don't get that because Well, I mean, look, here's the thing, and I have been the 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 biggest champion of Trey Morgan needs to say it first, since Trey Morgan is like we've talked about a thousand times. Yeah, but to get Beloso in, the best pitcher Beloso saw all year, he went 0 for 4 with almost a hat trick and strikeouts, though. Yeah, but here's the thing is, like, I'm okay with it just because of the versatility it gives you. Like, if you want to put Train left and Jared Jones at first and DH Beloso or Beloso at first and DH Jared and leave Trey, like, I'm fine with it because there's been nothing so far that has told me that Trey Morgan can't play left. Now, would I prefer him at you first? You mean like running off the wall and almost breaking his arm? Well, I mean, that was, that, that <laughs> okay. was, that was 
that was the grace period that we'll get. All right, all right, that's fine. I'll give you that one then. But he ran into a wall full speed, so don't say that there's nothing to worry about now. But I have seen people do that before because that is a weird kind of play, especially in parks. But I think that don't have a warning track, which there are parks out there that do not have a warning track. Well, it's like uh, Mike was, I think it was Mike Trout's girlfriend because the A stadium is like where they have the rocks. Okay. Uh Well, apparently what people don't know, like an angel stadium, the rocks are at the bottom. Okay. And they're borderline on that wall. So she said when like, you know how, like when he jumps, he catches it and then braces and then hits the wall. He doesn't hit the wall, come off, catch it. He catches it, hits the wall, right? One of one of the best outfielders that I have ever played with was in college. And Richmond? I Richmond. This is not a joke. I literally saw him on a ball hit, him turn around, like find the wall, you know, find the wall as he was going back, find, you know, the ball turn around and just sprint head first into the wall oh, like no. I, I mean it's just one of those plays where it's so hard especially if you're going back quick and you don't feel or you hear yourself stepping on the warning track and you think you've got more room than you do and you just turn around and you just face plant right into the wall but with trey morgan dude he's made a ton of diving catch he's made a ton of diving catches laterally and coming in too right which is interesting because a lot of guys like coming in, that's that weird one where you're like, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to dive and get past me, but also like you've kind of in that in between whether I lay out or just let it hit in front of me. He's made a lot of diving catches all different types of ways and has played really, really. He's made a bunch of catches in foul territory. He's made a bunch of foul catch, um, catches in foul territory near the wall, which is another hard like outfield in that area like that. That's tough, man. Yeah, that's, and that's, I'm not I'm not discrediting that. I'm not discrediting him there at all. I, I'm just saying it's not Trey Morgan that I'm necessarily worried about. Okay? Like, I'm not worried about Trey Morgan going to left or him playing first. I, that part doesn't really worry me. It's, every, it's the, how you shake up the lineup when you move him that worries me. So, let me give an example. Um, Jordan Thompson was rolling a double play this weekend, and Jones missed the scoop, okay? So if you do move him, you are putting someone else at first, okay? So it's not necessarily Trey that I'm worried about. It's when you have to do other things in the lineup, okay? Now, I don't – it's not that I – I don't care if Beloso hits or not, but – there's a reason that Jay's keeping Braden Joe Bear in the lineup. You know the reason. I know the reason. It's because eventually he's going to start getting a hold of a couple and he's going to win you some baseball games. So spare me on the Beloso for just a minute. Now, if he comes in later, that is what it is. Matt, here's my, my hot take of the week from LSU baseball. You ready? I'm really looking forward to seeing Paul Skeens throw against the, an SEC opponent. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's 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 just the thing for me in general is prove it, like for ever for for LSU in general, like prove it to me. Cor- like, correct, correct. I mean, everybody wants to talk about how bad LSU's schedule has been thus far, and it has been. It's been really bad, but so has everybody else's. By the way, by the way, 
you do know that I put that tweet out there and and, and not taking a shot then, but like the guys over one team, one podcast. Okay. They were like, they were, they weren't arguing. It was a really good debate to be honest and fair to them. It was a really good sports debate. And they were like, well, we didn't play this team and that team. And I'm like, and so I was like, Portland state took two of three. Well, against A&M. Jay Johnson said yesterday he was looking at analytics I think of all the SEC teams, and the non-conference winning percentage is like eighty-two percent. Like, dude, come on! Like, no, you don't, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. Um, but like, I think there has been well, there, and, and Zach says Ole Miss and Vandy are the only people that played somebody's. But but here's the thing: just because and Vandy's and Vandy's lost too. Correct. And, well, and, and not on, and not only that. You better go look and see what Maryland's doing because that number 18 ranking is not a good one. Oh, because Kendall says so? Well, with all due respect to Kendall, how can he go watch an inter-squad game in Baltimore, Maryland, when it's literally negative two degrees outside and snowing? So you haven't like, you haven't seen them. I don't want to I don't want to get my blood pressure pressure higher than it already needs to be on that on that issue. Yeah, so they we'll, did ask when they, you were coming in, they were wondering if you were gonna have a black eye because Brindley being mad at you last week. Oh, oh no, no, we're not. We're we're there. There are there's just. I'm not. No, I'm not gonna go there. No, don't. I, I just think that now for me, like I know that they obliterated Sanford over the weekend, but for me, it was a positive because especially on Saturday and Sunday, that was a pretty good bullpen, dude. I mean that that was that, that was like not a terrible bullpen. The guy that they brought in on Friday. No, on Sunday, the last guy had a red glove, I think. Shortstop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was like 94, 95 with a good breaking well, ball. Well, that's what I said Monday, Matt, when we came uh, – or no, Friday. We did a show on Friday. Matt, th- they had a guy that came in and the Cruz home run to deep center. Matt, he, yeah. he though his first pitch was 96. I mean, it's yeah. not a lollipop being thrown up there. No, and Jay, Jay Johnson said after Friday, because I asked him, I was like, did that – because Friday's starter was good. And, and kind of held LSU in check. The lefty. The lefty. Oh, I, and I was like, hey, uh, do you think that that's as close to an SEC caliber arm that you've seen all year minus, you know, the Brett kid at Iowa? And he was like, yeah. He, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, that kid could probably pitch at a lot of schools in the SEC. And then the What about came, LSU? Um, no. Um, He's better. But, you know, well. It was, it was just – it was good for me to see them, no. but then, but, no. but here's here's the caveat to that too. Is you go out on Wednesday, is you go out on Tuesday, and Colton Mercer from UNO deals lefty, just deals. Now he was he's a um, he was committed to Florida State according to his bio, and then for some odd reason went to Chipola Junior College in Florida, which. If you know anything about junior college baseball, Chipola is like historically a premier junior college baseball program out in Florida. I didn't know that. So it's always like very good. Um, and he shoved. He was like 88, 90 and just shoved. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's the only thing where it might be me reading too much into it. But these look at Butler's like soft lefty on Friday. Right. He K'd up Dylan Cruz twice and Dak Gavin Dugas twice. How many pitchers in the country can say that? Now, actually, actually, because they made me look it up. 
You know who the last – I think I told you this last week. You know who the last pitcher to strike out Dylan Cruz back-to-back was? Hmm. It's Dolander at Tennessee. Oh, that was going to be my guess, yeah. Yep, Dolander at Tennessee. That's the, that's the thing with hitting is that – I mean, with pitching is that to be successful, you need to either throw way above the pit, the hitting speed or way below the hitting speed. And that <laughs> dude just threw way below the hitting speed. But it also is like a trend where it's like these lefties are kind of having a little bit of success against LSU. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think it's going to be something that we're going to get to the middle of the year. Like Jay said the other day, he was like, we're hitting like 380 against righties and pretty much normal against, you know, lefties. So that's just one of those things that jumped out to me. But then again, it's like, okay, well, if I'm Dylan Cruz and I haven't seen 78 on a fastball, like when you're fastball and you're middle school, when your fastball and breaking ball both have humps in it, that's not typically good. Mm-hmm. So, or, yeah. Or it is really good, and you strike out the number one team not uh, eight times. So, bro, if, I, if I'm that dude for Butler after I K'd up Dylan Cruz a second time, I'm quitting. Yeah, that retiring. Day. Yeah, that day. See ya. All right. So, last one for you: basketball, March Madness. I know you're a guy from North Carolina. How much do you love March Madness? Do you like it? And by the way, by the way. By the way, you're two weeks. You you got two weeks, and I just wanted to wish you a happy anniversary to being one year off of Twitter. I funny story again. When I, I think I texted you, a buddy of mine uh, back in North Carolina reached out and was like, "Hey, I like tried to look you up on Twitter, and I can't find anything. It said your profile has been suspended." And I gave him the whole spiel. He goes, "Well, I've got a spare one that I never use. Why don't you just try and like create that one for yourself?" And I went. Yeah, let's try it. Dude, he gave me the login. He gave me the password. Logged in. Changed the handle. Got approved. Did like, you put it MC Trent 23? No, I put, no, I put like Matt Trent on TV. TV's Matt Trent, something like that. Like something professional or whatever. And it, and it got accepted. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, let's not jump to conclusions. And I started scrolling, and I started following people and stuff like that. And it was accepting it. It was accepting it. And I was like, okay, okay, this is good. This is fine. And I go to, I like change the bio and everything, and it was good. And I'm like, that's it. I, I, and I let it sit for maybe five minutes. And I let it sit. Nothing happened. And I go, okay, great. We're we're in the clear. I go to <laughs> like one tweet, and Elon Musk popped out with like a middle finger. I was like, can't do it. So we, we fight on, you know, we fight on, but to March madness, I, it, every year it gets like less and less like fun for me because there's so many people that fill out a hundred brackets. It's like your bracket and your fantasy team, two things no one cares about. We don't care. I I gotta be honest. When, when there are people that walk up to me and want to show me their fantasy team, Hey, Blake, look at my fantasy. I literally cringe. Like, I, yeah. I, I really don't want to know. Like, sick, you had Furman over UVA. Awesome. See, this is what everybody keeps telling me to tell you to use. It's, they say use a VPN. What does that even mean? I already have a very, I already have a VPN, a very prestigious name. You're, you need mental assistance. That's true. That's true. 
basically, I mean, so I had a we like use NordVPN. It's like a protective service for your laptop, and it like reroutes your uh, what's it called, Zach? IP address. Well, let me tell you something. If, if all these people have all this freaking good information on how to get on Twitter, can someone just come over to my house? And like geek squad this thing. <laughs> Tell me, oh, just do this. Just do that. I must be doing something. Don't wrong hit me with the whole Because you know what I'm about to say. Don't do that. Don't do it. Every person that has like reached out and be like, oh yeah, just like change your IP address. All right, like Zuckerberg, like come over here. <laughs> I do this because it's ridiculous. I I do I literally Blake. I can't tell you how many people that I've seen over the past year being off Twitter. They're like, oh, yeah, you just got to, like, change your IP address. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm not really computer savvy. So someone has to <laughs> – I'll pay you. Dude, I'll pay you. It'll be like – it's not going to be a lot, but I'll, I'll – I don't know. It might not necessarily be in money either. I'll just pay you with hanging out with me. I'll buy you drinks. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. It's getting absurd. It is Look, like, uh, just just like buy an air gap computer. Like, what what does that even mean? Stop with that voice. Stop with that voice. Stop. That's that's that's. I'm talking. I'm in the Zach Nunez voice. Uh, just buy like an air gap computer. By the way, all right. I lied. This will be the last conversation that we have. I. I all right. I we've gone this far. Actually, I don't even want to ask. I don't even want to ask. No, no, go ahead. I, dude, I got tons of time. But the, the fiance is not pissed off this weekend. I've got I've got cold drinks, getting ready to cook dinner. Let's let it rock. Let's let this right, chopper. It really is last one because we got about five we got about ten minutes or five minutes, really. Will Wade. Matt what about it? I am just so tired. L let me tell you what I'm more tired about. You ready? Now, you're not going to agree with me on a lot of this, but just stay with me until the very end. I just don't understand the philosophy of the NCAA, okay, when it comes to rulings on certain situations. Now, yeah. is Will Wade guilty of sin? Yes. 100%. Okay, and I, I'm not defending that at all. Does John Emery need to hit the books? Yes, yes he does. However, how in the world is Eric Gilbert academically eligible, which we saw today? That, Matt, you it is like, math, like, Matt. It, I asked a college professor today. It is mathematically impossible for him to be academically eligible. And I hear, well, Blake, he had the episodes at LSU. Okay, I understand that. Well, then that means that you are allowed you are you have given him a hardship to play. Also, also I hear a little birdie floating around. You know, Matt Matthew McConaughey type of birdies. That your boy and Iona might be going to Lubbock. Okay? Not going to take the St. John's job. Well, I was told, I was told that there was pushback because of the Louisville incident. 
okay? Because you got to, I mean, man, we got to realize St. John's is a, it's a Catholic, you know, you got, you, you can't, you, you know, you got to be careful there, okay? Because the way that they're funded, uh, it is what, you know where I'm going with that, okay? But the bottom line is, how in the world are you going to allow this man to be on his third job, third job after leaving Louisville, and then you got to continue to have this LSU stuff going on, man. Like, I, I don't – and Will Wade. It makes you know, no sense to me. You know the answer to that. You know the answer to that. No, I you don't. Know. No, I, I – well, I do, but – You do. The reason that this whole charade with Will Wade has gone on because Will Wade didn't cooperate and it was the way he didn't cooperate. I agree with that. Play. But now it, now what about John Emery? The, the, I, I can't speak for the John Emery thing. Um, because I will go as far to say that maybe we don't know the entirety of the details of like, how I, many I, credit, you know, how many credits is he short? How many credits did he have or, or what classes did he drop before the drop period? And how many, you know, like there's so much in, in terms of the academics, dude, there's so many technicalities and there's so many just arbitrary stuff that goes on that is really like, the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. And, I, and I'm so, with that, Matt. You know that I'm with that, but you I, like, but, don't know. But also, but also, dude, like a little bit of that incident falls on LSU as well. Bro, like, let me tell you, I have had new, I've had numerous, 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 numerous past and like not just LSU, but football players in general that have played at big time programs that have done well, that have whatever. Every single one of them. He said he'll hit you up on WBRZ account. Okay. Uh, I, I've talked to all of them, every single one of them. Bro, do you know how hard it is to fail when you're a football player at a Power 5 school? Especially- Not even a Power 5, Matt. Not even a Power 5. But listen, I, I, I don't mean this in a wrong way. But Mike Lucas, who is a former, the former head coach at Southeastern, before Ron, he was there before Ron Roberts, they paid student athletes, this is back in 2008 now, $15 an hour to help athletes study. Yes, bro. When I was in college, like at the University of Richmond, which is a crazy prestigious academic institution, and the football players that I was in class with could barely read on a third grade level. And I'm not, I'm not being funny. They could not read on a third grade level, but they showed up to tutoring. They showed up to study hall. They showed up to class and they turned something in at the end of the day. And every single one of them walked across and got the same degree that I did. Right. It's it, now back to the Will Wade thing. Um, I think it is utterly hysterical that there are people out there that think that McNeese, A, is a sleeping giant in any conference. And B, that he's going to go out there and turn this into a national power. It's laughable. All right. Let, let's, let's, let's be totally honest here with what we're talking about. Will Wade got that type of talent there because he paid him. Will Wade wasn't the only one. Will Wade still isn't the only one. Calipari's been doing it at Kentucky for over a decade. Well, I, I mean... I, I, and Calipari, we know the whole incident with Derrick Rose. I mean, but, so but, but again, the thing about that, the thing about that is 
that always gets me is do you have the evidence that Bill Self and Calipari is single-handedly giving them money? Now, I I mean, Matt, am I, I, this is how I look at, like, look at this Will Wade incident from my, from my views. Now, I've told you this off air, but I'll just share it here. Am I the only human being that read all 17 pages of the notice of allegations? Because I feel as if that I am the, NOA was given on the bank account information stuff when he was employed at LSU. Now the incident, it would, the way that it's described is it falls under VCU because that's when he agreed to it. But the money came out when he was the head coach at LSU. I I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Will Wade needed a fall guy. Like Chris Carter once said, and he told all those rookies, hey, man, you're going to carry some dope? You're going to carry some guns? Hire you a fall man. Let him take the charges. What a, what a wild, what a wild statement. It is a wild but statement. That, but you get, but it's true. As wild the, as it is, it's let's true. Just, let's, let's just play devil's advocate or, you know, whatever, because people are all the time like, well, LSU shouldn't have fired Will Wade. Okay. And you look back now and you look back in hindsight, I'm still not totally sold on that idea either. But let's look at the time. Let's look at the evidence. At that time, in your opinion, was it enough to fire Wade for cause? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and not only that, he was so arrogant that he signed a revised contract that if he got one level one violation, they could fire him with cause. Remember that? Because that is the only thing that has done Will Wade in since the Blake. I went to school in Richmond, Virginia. VCU is the University of Richmond's biggest rival. He's been doing it since the early days of he when he was at VCU. Okay, <laughs> like it had changed, and it, and the arrogance hasn't changed. The ego hasn't changed. Can I change that Magnetic press conference a little? The you thing too. with Bill Self and you know all these other coaches that get popped. They understand that they got to put ego aside to get some of the best players in the country in here. They got to do whatever they have to do, but they have to be smart about it. And they can't say, well, I'm Will Wade. Like, I'm just going to do whatever. That's been my biggest gripe with Will Wade. I'm like you. I don't hate Will Wade. Right. I think he's a, think he's a very charismatic guy. I think he's a very entertaining guy. I think he's a halfway decent coach. The words do not match the actions. They don't. Well, and, and, do you not- know, well, like, and Matt – like what we saw with Aaron Rodgers this week or yesterday was it uh, yesterday I don't think people understand what it what it's like to come on what you do and do what we do and you got to talk about it for a long time and be rational in your takes bro he went after Adam Schefter yesterday and says nice try lose my number okay yeah but like, like but, but, but but my but my point is Aaron Rodgers is like Adam Schefter doesn't believe that Aaron Rodgers is a bad human being. No. Like, and neither is Will Wade. And you know who else isn't? Ed Orgeron. He wanted no. some yin yang twins. It, you get what it, I'm saying? It, it's the blonde. Feels where, bro, like there is, we talk about it all the time in TV. Like, no one person is greater than the station. No one person um, is greater. False. Pat Shingleton. <laughs> yeah. False. Pat, Pat, Pat Shingleton is way bigger than WPR. Correct. False. But you know but you know what I'm saying? Like no one person is bigger than the entity itself. 
Like no doubt, whomever like Kim Mulkey as great as she is, you know, as great as she has done and is going to do at LSU, she is not bigger than LSU. Agreed. That's just the fact because when Kim Mulkey leaves LSU, LSU will still be a thing and continue to be a thing with all sports, not just women's basketball. So. Will Wade thought that, well, I'm Will Wade. I'm the American gangster. I can do whatever I want. I can pay kids out of a joint bank account. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this too. I know that, 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 that there's a narrative around that's like, oh, well, he's got, you know, still got his relationships intact all across Louisiana. Okay. Because I know of a couple coaches in Baton Rouge that aren't going to send their kids to McNeese anytime soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you. Like we've got us, we've got to stop creating all of this BS narrative around Will Wade. Like he was some savior and he was a martyr for what he did. No, he just got caught because he was dumb and he was arrogant. Right. Like stop. He 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 did what he did and great. Everybody's doing it, but he was dumb enough to think that his ego was bigger than the program. Well, and even the thing, Matt. Like you know, oh, you know, him running his cronies out there saying that he didn't do anything. Why did McNeese State suspend him for the first five games? So, Matt, again, over a five-year span, over a five-year span, okay, he's been suspended from the university he's employed at three times. And what a swing and miss by McNeese on that statement about why he was going to be suspended for the five games. <laughs> we hold, you know, it's kind of like we hold these truths to be self-evident. and Right. It was contradictory. It was contradictory. Very seriously, like whatever we we did our due diligence, but he's far, but he's suspended for five games. Well, so and, but and here's the only thing though, here's the thing that the only thing that I that I that I get with Will Wade though, okay, and the only thing that I'm gonna fight for him for on this, Matt, this happened in 2018. I did, you, you know, did. like, and, and so if there's if there's one thing, bro, brother, think about this for just a minute, for just a quick minute. People who get arrested and commit murder do not have to wait longer for their verdict than what Will Wade did. That, but but again, yes, that's very true. Yes, very true. And the statute of limitations is a huge thing like you're talking about. But again, especially like the NCAA is one thing. Like they've got their own problems. Like they're kind of like the A&M of, of legislation. <laughs> Serious. They take themselves really serious, but nobody really does. When you start moving into that FBI realm and you start moving into the government agency realm and you know better than anyone, those dudes do not like to be embarrassed and they take a middle finger and a, a FU. They take that personal and they're going to make, I do, I do think it was a little bit of a witch hunt. It had like tendencies of a witch hunt, but also like, bro, you didn't do yourself any favors right. by your cooperation. But right. now, but so you, I'm sure you saw now with like the McNeese thing, like part of his contract, he has to meet with a compliance officer, mm -hmm. like every week. We, he has mm -hmm. to provide recruiting documents, phone calls, texts, everything that he does. He can't, uh, he can't like have official visits or off till July or 31st, till, right? Like, 31st or something. He can't be involved in like off campus recruiting or something for his, like, He's going to have to play by the rules this first year. And if he doesn't. And, Matt, it might be longer. They might. It might. Who knows? But that's the bad thing. All right. It's 820. We got to give her. We got to. We got to roll. Matthew. A, Matthew Chandler Trent. 
It's true. It's my middle name. I wouldn't have known that if you wouldn't have sent me a save the date. <laughs> All right. See you next week, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. It's Matthew Trent from WBRZ, guys. We got to call it a night. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. Post-game LSU. Till then, peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.